Welcome in, boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen. Like it. Episode 34 of the Peach State Tailgate Sports Podcast. I'm Kenny Cochran, joined by my co-host, Mr. Jake Hill. I'm here. I'm ready to go. What's going on, man? It's the Super Bowl week. The Super Bowl week. It is uh, like the most, what, touted championship ever? Um, Dude, I mean, amazing week. I mean, every sports show on ESPN and everything is in Arizona right now getting ready for the game. Athletes and celebrities are coming out the yin-yang. This is the time of the year where all the politicians are pushing to get the sports betting bills legalized before Sunday. Man, what a time to be alive. Dude, this is fantastic. I'm so excited. Um, you know, I know we're all going to be together to watch the game. You kidding? Um, the whole family, we're all going to be together to watch it. It's, it's going to be a ton of fun, man. It's This is one of those days, no matter what team's really playing, this is always one of those days you kind of mark on the calendar. Everybody gets excited for it. Even if you're not a big football fan, everybody sits down and tune, tunes into the Super Bowl. Even, you know, you got commercials. You get halftime shows. You get a lot of exciting things that happen during the Super Bowl weekend. And, you know, it, it's, it's about to be started soon, and uh, I really can't wait for it. No, dude, me either. It's crazy, too, because, like, it's been so long, I feel like, since we've had, like, a real interest or motivation behind watching the game. So, I think betting in general, and even fantasy football, I know fantasy doesn't really carry into the postseason in real life, but, you know, like, Travis Kelsey, for instance. Travis Kelsey's been, like, a staple on my fantasy team for the past three or four seasons. Love that man. And uh, he's carried my team, really. And uh, I want to see that man eat, dude. Like, I'm not a Chiefs fan. My wife is a dollar Chiefs fan, obviously. Um, so I think we've talked about that before on the show. But we talk about this matchup between Philadelphia and Kansas City. And I mean, there's... But I guess the thing with Travis, too, is... Obviously, I love Travis Kelsey. Thank you for carrying my fantasy team. But there's so many guys on both teams that I love. You know, everybody loves Pat. I mean, obviously, Pat's, you know, amazing. Um, Georgia fans, we love McCole Hardman. We love N'Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis. Um, and then, unless you're a Steelers fan, you probably like Juju. Like, And then A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, like Jalen Hurts. They're such a likable team, man. I think the only negative thing you could say about the Philadelphia Eagles is a lot of people don't like Nick Sirianni. I mean, me personally, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I am as well. I like the coaching antics. If you're on the sideline, you know, talking crap at the cameras, more power to you. A lot of coaches aren't bold enough to do that. No, it's it, it's super cool, man. Um, there's a couple like key things going on in this game too. I actually have the ESPN thing pulled up right now, and uh, the lowest ticket you can get for this game. This is just something that just caught my eye. Lowest ticket is three thousand two hundred forty-six dollars. So a uh, big money, big money event right here. Um, if you look at ESPN's matchup predictor, it's pretty much dead even. Um, they're giving Kansas City the edge with a 51.8% chance to win. Obviously, that means Philadelphia has a 48.2. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of fun things. And I kind of want to bring this to us. Uh, we do a lot of SEC football talk on this podcast. Mostly, it's about the dogs. But I mean, if you're going to talk about one of the most likable college football players of, you know, probably mine and Kenny's lifetime, you know, we, we've only been around on this earth for, you know, over 20 years. Um, I know there's some guys that have been around for a lot longer than that. But in our lifetime, um, I would I would say Jalen Hurts is probably, you know, pretty far up that list among the most likable college football players we got to watch and experience. You know, obviously we were in a lot of contention during those years, and so was the University of Alabama. And uh so we got to see our fair share of Mr. Hurts and to see him playing at the next level and to get where he is now after so many doubts and so many questions on whether he was going to be able to make this step to become a franchise quarterback, 
I know a lot of people saw him as more of a bridge quarterback those first two years he was in Philadelphia. But this year, man, the strides he has made to lead this Philadelphia Eagles team to the Super Bowl is insane. And, you know, I, I just wanted to mention it could not have happened to a better guy. Um, oh, for sure. I agree with you. And, you know, I'll I'll hop in there real quick and, and say this, too. And I'm not trying to – this is not to get too deep into the X's and O's of this show because we're not trying to overanalyze anything. This is more of a laid bag to kind of talk about the Super Bowl, go over some bits type of deal right here. But um, you talk about play style, like Jalen Hurts, this is somebody who's been judged heavily, you know, like the Justin Fields judgment or the Lamar Jackson judgment. Not saying either of those guys deserve it either, just saying he's been getting that same type of treatment, saying that he's a running back that takes snaps. He's, you know, not a great thrower. And um, you can make the argument that Jalen Hurts struggled, you know, through the air the past couple of seasons. You really could. And then uh, they, they said that he trained with Tom Brady's throwing coach this offseason. Came back this year, his throwing motion is like completely changed, and he's dropping dimes, dude. Like passing efficient, uh, efficiency is way up. Um, obviously yards, touchdowns, everything's way up. I mean, the dude is absolutely slinging the pill right now. So uh, shout out to him. I mean, that's. I mean, think about Tim Tebow, dude. Like when Tim when Tim Tebow came into the league, obviously he had all the athleticism in the world. He could run. He was you know fast, strong, whatever. Had a cannon arm, but. One of the things everybody wanted to talk about was his throwing motion, how it was weird. He dipped the ball low and, you know, took too long to get the ball out. And he trained and trained and trained and trained. I think there's like a documentary that came out about his draft story and how he tried to get rid of that throwing motion and never could. And his career just died. Obviously, he had some, you know, stuff going on that we don't need to dive into on the show. But, um, you know, a guy like Jalen Hurts, after you see something like that, and I'm sure it's happened a million other times. It's just that's the first one I could think of. Doesn't seem like after playing quarterback and playing football your entire life that just switching the way you th- release the football is the easiest thing in the world to do. No, not at all. So shout out to this dude. I mean, I, I mean, I guess if you're gonna figure out and model your throwing motion after anybody, you know, who better than Tom Brady? But I mean, yeah, shout out Jalen Hurts. Yeah, this uh definitely um this game also is like a key thing for a couple like big headlines to me. Um, one thing I look at with these two teams is they're almost like polar opposites where you've seen Kansas City really, really be really deep in contention the past, you know, two to three years, um, maybe a little bit longer than that too. But, uh, you know, this Philadelphia team, this is a team that, you know, just now won a Super Bowl, what, four or five years ago. And then it seemed like they had were gone through a whole like revamp rebuild type deal. And, uh, you know, a lot of that was bringing a lot of veterans and keeping around some of the same talent that you had, um, with it, with a couple key draft picks thrown in there. And uh, now they're right back. And, you know, in, in the sports world, that is something that is very rare to see. You don't see a team that just, you know, kind of tears down and rebuilds that fast and, be, and gets right back to that level. Because we talked about in the last podcast a little bit, man, this Philadelphia team, you know, top to bottom, it might be the best team in the NFL. Like, it might be a better football team than Kansas City. Obviously, the X factor with Patrick Mahomes is different. But, dude, this team is so loaded. And I, I wanted to mention on this podcast, before we dive real too deep into this, Dude, if this Philadelphia team can continue to make deep pushes in the playoffs over the next couple of years, the acquisition of A.J. Brown will probably go down as one of the best acquisitions of all time. Um, I know that Tennessee got a guy with Traylon Burks with that draft pick they acquired. But, dude, talk about a next step that this Eagles team took. A.J. Brown came in, did his thing. Devontae Smith took huge strides as a wide receiver, showed, showed his real talent, what a lot of guys thought he would be. And, man, it, it's insane. You look at A.J. Brown's numbers in the season, 88 catches for – 1,496 yards and 11 tuds in his first year with Philly with the quarterback that apparently can't throw a football. 
yeah, that's that's <laughs> or that, that that's what people say. I mean, the guy has thirty seven hundred yards, twenty two touchdowns, and six six interceptions. So you know, judges judge. But uh, yeah, he is uh, AJ Brown has been a huge, huge, huge part of this football team. Yeah, dude. Obviously, as SEC fans, we got to see that dude dominate down in Mississippi. But yes, when he came to the league, man, it it almost and he was a high draft pick, so I'm not saying that, but he almost felt like he was kind of slept on a little bit, and he has been for a little bit because you talk about that draft class. I mean, what Terry McLaurin? Uh, who else is there? DJ Moore. Um, I think DJ Moore was a little bit before that. It was uh Terry McLaurin. It was DK Metcalf. AJ DK, Brown. Not DJ Moore. DK Metcalf. Um, famously yeah. Andy Isabella, who was drafted, I believe, two yeah. picks in front of DK Metcalf. <laughs> but uh, last year we were talking about who's the best wide receiver out of that group. Is it Terry McLaurin? Is it AJ Brown? Or is it DK Metcalf? And now we're talking about who's a better wide receiver, AJ Brown or Stephon Diggs. Yes, like, it's it, it's definitely taking the next step. It's a big jump. Um, I have a couple like key questions for you, Kenny. And uh, I, I don't really know what route we're going to take with this episode. Like we said, we're kind of, you can kind of tell by our vibe right now. We're kind of just chilling, flowing with the thing, man. We are excited, but it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, we're diving into something that's not really in our own territory. You don't, you don't get too many episodes from me and Kenny where we go completely off rails with, from our Atlanta sports, our Georgia sports, and just totally go into something different. I'm not saying we're not knowledgeable in this aspect, in this field, but, you know, we're not going to sit here and ramble off, you know, all every man on the roster and tell you what the impact they're going to make. Like we could with, if the Falcons are playing the Super Bowl, the Falcons are Super Bowl, we'd yeah. probably have a three week, a three episode week, but you know, this is a little bit yeah, of a different Danny. story. <laughs> Let them rip. What you got for me? Okay. So, um, I'm going to try to try to keep this thing with like, like what we do with Georgia things. And this is not anything I prepared for either. This is just something I was thinking about as we've done the podcast so far. Um, Give me one. Give me one bold play. And I know we always discuss this in the uh in our in our Georgia weeks. And I know that this is usually something we save for after like our breakdown. But we did kind of do a pretty deep, you know, not a deep breakdown. But we did give our thoughts last week on what we, you know, kind of expected. I think we both said that we don't really know what to expect in this game. What team's going to come out on top? We did say both these teams are damn good. And most Super Bowls, you kind of get that feeling like, okay, yeah, you know, who's really going to win this thing? I want to get your feel, man. Who? What's your crazy moment? Craziest moment of the night for the Super Bowl? Give me a prediction. So craziest moment? I don't know. Um, I was so. Let me tell you what I thought originally. We're SEC fans. We know SEC ball. We know SEC players. This guy came to the league, very slept on in college, in comparison to some hometown boys. Not to hate on our hometown guys. Came to the league, kind of took the league by storm a little bit, battled some injuries. He completely disappeared, was replaced. Nobody talked about him. I think I can guess who you're talking about. McCole Hardman was put on injured reserve this week with his injury. And who did they bring back? Mr. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, nice. Clyde's getting in the end zone, baby. Oh, you think Clyde's going to get the tutty? Clyde gets a tutty in this game. Isaiah Pacheco has been killing it. Jerick McKinnon has been killing it as well. But I think you're going to see Clyde get the ball a little bit here. People forget that before Clyde had a slow start to the year, but right before the injury, he was the one that was getting the ball outside the tackles. Um, you know, Clyde is a guy that can kind of scatter around a little bit and get loose. And um, I think that's something that this Chiefs team has been missing because Jarek McKinnon is, you know, a similar tight back as Clyde. I think Clyde's got a little bit more meat on him. But mm-hmm. Jarek McKinnon is more the pass catcher. Um, 
Whereas Isaiah Pacheco, who is a speedster, is a, you know typically between the tackles, between the hash type guy. Um, they get him involved in the pass game a little bit, but when Jarek's healthy, he's the guy back there. So I think you're going to kind of see, and I don't know how healthy he is. Maybe I'm you know spitting fire here. I I don't know, but when you got Clyde Edwards, Alaire, and Isaiah Pacheco in the backfield, I understand Jarek McKinnon is more of a third down back type role. You would think that those guys would be your one-two punch when you need to move the ball on the ground against the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. You know they're they're gonna have to find a way to uh you know replace that firepower McCole Hartman can bring. And uh you know right. McCole's obviously been a guy that's been hurt a couple times this year. Leaf Darius Tony's also questionable right now. I don't know what his status is for the game, but that's also Tony and Juju are both questionable. So I got the injury uh, update from my wife yesterday. Um, she was reading all these articles trying to figure out what the heck was going on. Okay. So, McCole Hardman was put on IR. They bring Clyde back. They swapped. Um, Tony and Juju are still listed as questionable. Tony's uh, pel- pelvic injury, I think. Uh, Juju is looking like he's probably going to play. Um, yeah, I think they've taken Juju off of the injury list now. Yeah. I do not see Juju him Juju looks there. solid. I okay. think Tony's going to play, too. Um, from what she was reading, he seems pretty, pretty good. But... Um, He's still on there, so that's the question. I think um, obviously Juju's huge in this game because NVS showed up big in the uh, in the AFC Championship, and NVS is absolute stud. But um, you're facing Darius Slay and James Bradbury in this game, not to mention CJGJ, um, who's the other stud uh, nickel that they have. Yeah, people people really sleep on it, and uh, I will say Tony Tony's having an ankle and hamstring issue. Um, McCole had the pelvis. He got put on IR from that. So that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tony had okay. the ankle hamstring. My fault. No, no, it's good. I just wanted to throw the facts out there for the listeners. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the um, Philly's got another stud uh, corner. Um, Bradbury. He just uh, he just came back from injury. I'll pull it up. Yeah, pull that up. Uh, I'll, I'll start. I'll keep on ranting. <laughs> but yeah, uh. So they're gonna find a way to replace that that uh, firepower of McColl. and um you know with with Andy Reid Avante Maddox Avante Maddox yes he is an absolute stud I just bought a pack of uh, 2021 Prism the other day pulled his silver Prism card so pretty 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 stoked about that pretty cool um but uh, going back to what I was saying um and there's there's no better people out there to replace you know try to find crafty ways to replace guys like that than you know this duo of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy I mean it doesn't really get any better than that when it comes to offensive minds um. So I, I'm, I'm fully. They played. They coached together. What is it? Probably the last time they coached together. Oh yeah, that's true. I I saw the uh the the enemy Twitter stuff going on today. Um, some it's stuff like he's was shoe in for Baltimore. Think so. Looks like it. Okay. What's he gonna Baltimore, go over there? Baltimore. OC. OC. They're, they're gonna okay. let him call the plays. Okay. Yeah, I respect that. I mean, that's a good decision. I think Reed's kind of like a. Kind of like an offensive Kirby Smart in the NFL where, you know, pretty much anybody that goes underneath him is going to, you know, come in and have success. I don't really think it's going to be, you know, too much different for them. As long as Andy Reid's, you know, at the helm, it, it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, who it is. It's just a good move for him, man, because he needs this. Uh, I mean, he doesn't need it, in my opinion. I think Eric Bieniemy could be a stud head coach tomorrow. But, um, unfortunately, he's just not really gotten that opportunity yet. And I think it's the, the fact that he does not call the offensive plays is, is what's killing him. Um, people are wondering what kind of role does he actually play on this Chiefs offense when you have, you know, arguably the best quarterback and tight end um, in the NFL and then, uh, you know, probably 
top three head coach of all time with Andy Reid, who actually calls the place. So could be a good move for him, man. I mean, it, it, it might be a one or two year move, but um, before he becomes a head coach somewhere, if it pays off, but happy to see it for him, man. He's a, I love being me. Curious about that Kansas City offensive coordinator job, though. That's going to be an interesting thing if that opens up. Um, you know, there was a guy I was high on for a while, and last year their offense took a step down, a big step down with a with the goat at quarterback, and his name is Mr. Byron Leftwich. And uh, Dude, me too. That, that was weird. seems like a a pretty favorable destination if he wanted to go on and and learn some more stuff with the type of offense he likes to run. Cause he's also kind of like a you know let it let it rip slinger type offensive coordinator. So. Hey, and, you know, not to discredit Byron at all, but the Byron Leftwich, uh, Bruce Arians relationship on the offensive play call is probably going to be pretty similar to what his role would be in Kansas City with Andy Reid. Exactly, exactly. So that'd be something I'd kind of keep my eye on. Uh, maybe it's a sleeper. You know, these things are impossible to predict. It's something that hasn't even happened yet. They could bring somebody up that we've never even heard of that's already in the organization. Maybe their quarterback Tom coach Brady. or something like that. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady's going to become Patrick Mahomes' offensive coordinator, even though he has like a – 45 million dollar per year deal with what cbs yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> nuts um but yeah there's a couple of, like key injury things going on uh, nothing really too crazy i think mccall's really like the most notable name that has been ruled out from both sides so far so i think i think well, that's hey what's what's yours what's your big your big play game changing moment you actually just said it as you were uh describing have you actually brought this back because i forgot about it but whenever you said big play um that, that kind of kind of Rung a bell to me, and I love Patty. Patty's damn near perfect on the football field, but he's got on the opposite side of the of the ball that can make plays, and uh, it's one of his nicknames. And uh, I think big play Slay finds the end zone in the Super Bowl. I think Ooh. a pick six for Darius Slay is going to happen. Um, we Maybe a nice little tiptoe off the sideline scoop and score. Mm. Could see it, man. This 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 Philadelphia defense is a lot of fun. I. I I really enjoy watching this team. Um, in the playoffs, they have been absolutely lights out. It's been pretty insane. I think they've given like 14 points throughout the entirety of it. So um, keep an eye on this Philadelphia team, man. If, if they can kind of get the pad a little bit, which it's it's almost impossible. It's kind of hard to really get in Pat's head. But if, if they can, you know, affect Pat anyway, this is a team that can, you know, turn your mistakes into points quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I would like to discuss in the injury issue things? I, I think that was the only key ones I saw. Um, Avante Maddox is questionable. Lane Johnson is also questionable. I believe Lane is going to go. Yeah. Um, you can't keep him off the field. Yeah, you're not going to keep Lane Johnson off the field in this thing. I did see a little thing the other day, and it was actually interesting. It was the 11 guys on offense for both teams and how they how they got acquired. And it was kind of kind of cool to see. Oh, I saw this too. That Philadelphia... Every starter on their offense was a draft pick from their own organization besides A.J. Brown. Crazy. They are all self-built on offense. Kansas City was a little bit different. They have a couple acquisitions here and there. But Philadelphia was all self-built on the offensive side besides A.J. Brown, which was kind of crazy to see. So, um, Jason Kelsey has come out and pretty much said that he's retiring after this game. Do you think that that will happen if they lose? Mm. Yes. Yeah, you think you think he's for sure? Yes. Um I don't know. The Kelsey brothers are like, you know, they 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 they're two of the same. Um with, yeah. with kind of how they act. Obviously Travis gets a lot more show because he is a tight end, he is a skill guy. There's a lot more things on the field, but you know, Kelsey's the, Kelsey's the same way or Jason's the same way where you know, he's kind of like a party guy too. 
And normally you look at guys, you start seeing them hop into the podcast world and, you know, start doing Christmas albums and stuff. You're like, okay, maybe, yeah. you know, this guy might be selling down a little bit. Honestly, I don't know. That might just be his personality and now he's getting a little bit more show for it. So um, maybe he doesn't, but he definitely has opened up a couple other avenues that he can take if he does decide to retire because they are the next up and coming podcast, I believe. I think that if they keep that thing going, they will be very, very big. Number one sports podcast in the world. Other than Peach State Tailgate. Hey. And then Peach State Tailgate. We're, we're, we're on the way up. We're coming. Pat, watch out. Right. Watch out, baby. <laughs> Bye. What? Um, um, so, yeah, that, that, that is an interesting, interesting thing to keep track of, though. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, so. I mean, might be the best center of all time. Maybe. I, I would not argue it. Me either, man. There's not too many guys that can off the top of my head that I would put above him in that conversation. And there's a couple guys. I'm trying to think back. Uh, like Travis Fredrickson or Frederick, whatever his name. What was his name? Dallas' center for all them years? Travis Fredrickson yeah. or something like that. He retired a couple of years back now. Um, he was he was an absolute monster. I'm trying to think about guys in our lifetime that were really, really good. Alex Mack. Alex Mack was very good. Um, Logan Mankins was a monster for a little bit. Jeff Saturday. Um, Maurice Pouncey. Jeff Saturday's center, right? Yeah. Yep, Jeff Saturday was Peyton's center. And then Maurice Pouncey was, was uh, Roethlisberger's center. Who was uh, Bray's center in New England? Georgia boy. Oh, you're thinking about David Andrews. But before that, yeah. was, wasn't it Logan Mankins before David Andrews? Might have been. David I mean, Andrews, he's, uh, he was a dog. Yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah, I want to say Logan Mankins was uh, – actually, Logan Mankins was a football guard. My apologies. I am, oh. I am wrong on that. He is forty. Um, Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson. Yep, absolute stud. Oh, there's one like legend that's like that. That's like, you know, obviously I'm not as in, in entailed with my NFL legends as I am my MLB legends, but Yamato. Okay. He's like unanimously the goat, apparently. That's for you guys, man. But Jason Kelsey, he's so different because he's small. He's like super athletic, just a, different from what you would expect in NFL offensive line, especially standing next to Jordan Mailata and, and those other guys, man. Those boys are massive. Oh, yeah, they're huge. Um, The guy I was thinking about was Dermani Dawson. That's the guy I was trying to think about, the legend. Um, But, yeah, no, he is. He's he's a very, very athletic guy. Um, And it, it's kind of like a sleeper because you wouldn't really expect it. But, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, He's like I say, he's just like his brother. It's it's kind of hard to explain. Um, it 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 is crazy. Now that you see them together so much on that podcast, it's like it's wild. Their similarities. They are different. Like they have their differences, but they are pretty similar. It is funny too, because Travis is like very open. Like I'm not even close to thinking about retirement, and Jason's like, yeah, I'm done. I bet for offensive linemen though, it's probably like a. It's probably a good thing. Like you bang heads every play. Obviously, the the safety thing is is always an issue. Um, you know, like I said, he already has other routes he can take. Um, I'm pretty sure if Jason Kelsey wanted to get into broadcasting in the NFL, he could easily do that after his career is over. The only problem is, you know, you wait another five years, and all of a sudden your head's a little bit more banged up. That brain starts to get a little bit more putty. Uh, he might not be the best. You might not be the best best shape. So. I don't blame him. He's 35, so I mean he has he has the age. You see some of these guys play till they're 40 though, so 
You never know. Well, uh, you want to talk some bets? You can talk bets. That's fine with me. I've got unless you, if you have any more key points you want to go over. Uh, I did have a question for you. Maybe this is gonna be a bet for you. Um, I was gonna ask you a question of your sleeper Super Bowl MVP. Um, not a guy that is obvious. So not a Patrick Mahomes or a Jalen Hurts. Um, I might even leave out a Travis Kelsey and an AJ Brown because I feel like actually I don't know those guys are sleepers. I feel like if those guys were to have big games, it would come from the hands of Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. So kind of even up. But hey, what's your what's your sleeper Super Bowl MVP? So I have a bet on this, and I'm going to pull up my bet slip so that I can tell you. One moment here. Now you good? Do your thing, man. Take your time. Also, uh, Kelsey does have two young children, and his wife is currently 38 weeks pregnant. So maybe about oh, to pop. He said her uh, her OB is coming to the game. That's insane. He gave a ticket to her OB to come watch the game next to her in case she goes into labor. If she gives birth at the Super Bowl, the kid is going to win by legend. forty. The kid is going to be a legend. Like imagine he looks up at the stands. You know he's about he's about to deliver a snap. He looks up at the stands. His wife is in like full position, legs up, baby's head's halfway out. Like oh my god, in in section one eighty two. Dude, there's a crazy. So I have my pick. I have it right here in front of me. I want to tell you, but I want to give you some justification of why I took it. And I am trying to find it here. Don't say the same one I'm going to say. There's no way. I don't know how you'd know, but... There's there's no way. <laughs> well, say yours first while I find this. Okay, so I'm going to say an interesting stat right here. Um, Among the 56 Super Bowls we have seen, there have been seven running backs when Super Bowl MVP. But it is a thing... That has not okay. Why are you staring at me like that? Look, guys, on the podcast side of things, you can't see this. And I, me and Kenny still might be going in opposite direction, but he is looking at me like he might have picked a running back because I sure as hell did. Um, but none of them have uh, a running back has not won Super Bowl MVP since Terrell Davis in the 1997 season, which is very intriguing. It's been a long time before either of us were alive. So um, <laughs> we have, we have some pretty interesting things right here. But I'm going to say this: there is a very very likely world where Philadelphia wins this football game and Miles Sanders has an insane game on the ground, puts up two to three touchdowns because Philadelphia runs that style of offense. We could see Philadelphia win this game and score 30 points and Jalen Hurts not have a single touchdown pass. We saw it last week. Now, last week they used a little bit more committee. Jalen Hurts was getting it done on the ground. But if the ball falls in Miles Sanders' hands enough, Miles Sanders is my sleeper Super Bowl MVP pick. I like that a lot. That's not mine. That's not mine. No, you're going. You're going. You're going to go the opposite side of the field. You're going to go on, uh, Mister. I'm going to say it. No. We're going Boston Scott. I have a five dollar wager for Kenneth Gainwell to be the Super Bowl MVP to win six hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, so that that's all the justification you need right there. But <laughs> so my justification is that Kenneth Gainwell is second. In the entire NFL in postseason rushing yards right now. Okay, he's gonna carry. He's gonna keep on carrying the fire. Behind Christian McCaffrey, he's sixty yards behind Christian McCaffrey right now in NFL postseason rushing yards. Dude has been outrunning everybody other than McCaffrey. If he can keep this thing going, 
And he comes out here and just has an absolute bust-open game, leads both teams in rushing yards, maybe gets two tuds on the ground. We've seen Jalen Hurts win a football game by 30 points last week or two weeks ago in the NFC Championship, not throwing a touchdown pass. Dude, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but $5 to win $650? Kenneth Gainwell, sleeper MVP. I don't hate it. And, and and you're going the same exact route as me because we know how Philadelphia plays offense. We know Philadelphia can win this game. Philadelphia can win this game with five rushing touchdowns. Total as a team. Very true. You get lucky enough and one of your guys in your pick is one of the guys that have three rushing touchdowns in a single game. Um, Yeah, write it up because uh, it, it is a very likely thing. There's also a chance for a defensive MVP. Now, those do happen, you know. Every once in a while, we do see a defensive guy get it. And those are more random. Like, I mean, I, I want to say Malcolm Smith won it the year with Seattle. Obviously, Malcolm Butler won it with, uh, you know, New England a couple years back. Um, so there, there are some sleeper guys that, that could pull this thing off. But uh, those are a lot harder to predict. It's really just the guy that makes the big play at the end, if it is a defender. Like a little, like, 17-14 to 14 game, game-clinching interception. That'll probably, that might win you the thing. <laughs> Yeah, we saw, I mean, even in the Super Bowl, uh, the Chiefs, Niners Super Bowl, um, obviously Pat was the MVP in that game, but a lot of people thought that you could see, a da- uh, was it Damian Williams? Mm-hmm. We have two rushing touchdowns in the game? I think so. Or two total touchdowns, maybe a, a receiving touchdown, whatever. So we've seen it be a conversation in the past. And on the Eagles team that likes to run the football, and Kenneth Gainwell has been leading the team in rushing yards, second in the entire NFL in postseason yards. Um this guy's also played one less game. Yeah. He's second true. in the entire NFL in postseason rushing yards. He's played one less game than Christian McCaffrey because uh, they played the wild card. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Me too. Now, now Kenny, um, I'm happy we went similar routes right there, and we kind of have the same idea on that, which which is nice. Um. But I, I'm I'm in the betting world right now, and I did not look over any of these before. Hand. But now that I'm here, I do have one that is popping off in my head right now that seems very beautiful. And if I don't mention it now, I will forget about it and I will cry myself to sleep tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and fire it off and kick us off in the betting, Kenny. And that bet I am talking about, ankle sprain my ass. And I'm sorry for my profanity on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But out of here, Patrick Mahomes, ten plus rushing yards in quarter one for plus five fifty. He is go- He has. He has something to prove. 10 rushing yards in the first quarter at plus 550. That's one scramble. That's Patty getting down on the ground one time. He he can get 10 on one. And with this Philadelphia front that can get back there, you know, this team might break the single season record in total sacks this year if they get enough in the Super Bowl, including postseason. Um, there's not there's not many teams in NFL history that have got to the quarterback better than this Philadelphia team has. Pat's gonna have to move. And you're talking about giving the odds at plus 550. Um Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I love it. Um, find it on FanDuel. Bet all of your account. Actually, don't bet all of yours. You've got to save a little bit of money for the other bets. But I, I am very, very fond of that bet right there. Oh, I'm with you. 100%. Yeah, forget the ankle spray, man. It's the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. He's going to be so freaking juiced up on whatever they inject in that man's veins before the game. He's probably going to be the least, the, the player in the least pain on the entire field. Now, he's going he's gonna to go back to Lawrence Taylor's playbook right there and just coke up right before the game yeah they're amped up don't can't even feel a damn thing aaron Rodgers level oh yeah straight my knee yeah <laughs> my knee Pat gonna come out after the game 
Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, it's gonna be awesome! I'm so excited. Um, I am also on the opening coin toss. It's gonna be tails, folks. Tails, hey, tails never fails. That's the saying, right? Minus one oh four. I'll take it. Um, assuming even odds, right there has to be right. Yeah, one oh four, one oh four. I'm okay. also waiting to see it pop up on the sports book because I don't see it yet. But I saw a little leak come out that uh, Chris Stapleton national anthem. The line is set at two minutes and thirty seconds. Hammer the over, boys and girls. Oh yeah, Stapleton's gonna hit it hard, guys. Um. And if you're not somebody in the country music world, Chris Stapleton will drag out them bad boys. And the National Anthem is the perfect time to do it. Stapleton's going to go hard. Is there, I'm, trying, I'm trying to find the... Uh, I'm trying to find the specials, man. Oh, there it is. Super Bowl specials. Is there anything funny about Chris Stapleton? Like, what color hat he's going to wear? I don't see anything like that yet. Oh, I do see a color of first Gatorade poured on a winning coach. Feed me orange. Orange at plus 300. Every athlete knows. Orange is superior. Orange. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Kenny, I do see your... Uh, I see a couple things right here. Final score to have occurred as past Super Bowl final score. Yes is plus 470. Um, and no is minus 650. But then I see, will there be a scoregami? Which is a unique final score in NFL history. Oh, so that's NFL history. Okay, that makes more sense right now that I'm actually reading and paying attention to what I am reading. Um, I don't say, clues. You can get this bad boy at yes for plus eighteen hundred. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna bet it. I was just, I was just, you know, reading out my butt. So, okay. no, I'm on place. for sure. Final score to have occurred as a past Super Bowl final score. I do not know what the likelihood of this scenario is, but there's been a lot of Super Bowls. Fifty six, right? So let let's see this thing. Let let's get a little redo, man. A little redo, a little redo action. You know, a little. I don't know. Um, thirty eight to I mean thirty one to twenty eight seems like something that probably has happened at some point in history. Um, we'll throw that out there as a little final score teaser. We've seen thirty four twenty eight. Uh, that's because I didn't say that. Yeah. Falcons fans, we've been there twice, and one of them was the most heartbreaking loss in NFL history. The most heartbreaking loss in NFL history. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um definitely. It was terrible. I don't know. Um it was the Super Bowl, so it makes it worse, but um I know our Tennessee friends suffered a who was it? Not Tennessee. Who was the team that blew it to Jacksonville in the playoffs? Chargers. Oh, the Chargers? Yeah, the Chargers one was pretty bad. Or the Colts blowing the the Vikings? Yeah, that was bad too. That was like thirty so that was like thirty seven points. Matt Ryan. <laughs> you know what's terrible oh, though? We are still we're still like the uh we're still like the constant in that joke because even after the Chargers blew their lead in the playoffs, everybody was just putting Chargers logos on like Falcon stuff or like Falcons logos on the Chargers helmet. And it was still sad to see. It's people still. It's the joke's not funny anymore, guys. Yeah, let's move past it, boys. Alright, we've been there, done that. It's it was a long time ago. Alright, we're healing. Desmond Ritter will get us back. Yeah, Desmond Ritter's the the real deal. Um, he's the guy. How about position to score the first touchdown of the game? Tied in plus three ten. Ooh, ooh, a little Dallas Goddard, Travis Kelsey duo action right there. Quarterback 
What can we get quarterback at? Plus 600. Wait, oh my gosh. Okay. I like both of those a lot. Play Jalen's gonna come out with a little bit of swagger. Jalen's gonna come out with something to prove. Um, yeah. If Jalen has something to prove, um, we we can say what we want to. Lamar's an absolute stud. Justin Fields is, you know, I I'm not gonna put it past Justin Fields. He's probably the best rushing quarterback in the NFL right now. But Jalen Hurts is definitely up there. Like <laughs> Jalen Hurts is is ruling right now too. So man had like eight hundred yards. Shortest. The shortest touchdown scored in the game, over one and a half yards, plus 152. That is intriguing. That is very intriguing. The only thing that scares me a little bit, right? I don't think these Philadelphia backs are the biggest guys. No, they're not. Get down to the two-yard line, first and goal, two-yard line. Try to pound up the middle. Little, little Miles Sanders, Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. Stuff knocked down to one. Try it again. Get in there. Who knows? Who knows? That's I. I don't know. That's kind of a tough one. Uh, that's ninety-eight and a half yards to work with. It is. That's a lot of yardage. That's a whole lot of yards. Lot, that's that's what everything. I, mean, I mean, unless you're Joe Milton, Tennessee fans saying that man throws one hundred twenty yards off his back foot. So I'm just throw a little full college football shade in there. Sorry, we're scanning right now, guys. We're scanning. We're about to throw on some heaters to you. Don't worry. This is interesting. They have combo first touchdown scores. Jalen Hurts or Travis Kelsey at plus 320. Get a little or action going. Will there be an offensive touchdown scored on fourth down? Yes, plus 270. Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that. That's... Oh my goodness. Player to score the first points in the game. Harrison Butker plus 390. Jake Elliott plus 400. Feed me. Right now. Yeah, that just seems almost like a given. Like, uh... You know, it, something's going to... Drive's going to kind of stall down a little bit. You're going to get set Butker up for a little 51 yard. He's going to go and knock it down like he does. Always does. Um, it's gonna be money. That, that seems like something that has to hit. Will Dude, the Philadelphia so Eagles score on their first offensive play? No, minus twenty thousand. Oh man, that was that's a, a billionaire. I'd probably put a billion on it. That's a you need something fun right here. I mean, if you're if you're really confident in Kelsey, um. Travis Kelsey to have the most receiving yards in the game. That's the whole plus 220. I like that. That seemed pretty intriguing. The max wager is $50,000 on this bet here. Um, if you were to bet $50,000 on the first offensive play to not be a touchdown, you would win a whopping 250 bucks. Hey, man. Can't, can't, can't complain about free 250, though. I mean, if you have 50 grand to throw around like that, then, you know, you're probably not. Worried about that particular bet, but hey. Um, oh, I love this. I love this right here, Jake. The largest lead of the game is under 14 and a half points, minus 114. I do like that. I like that a lot. This is going to be a, uh, this is going to be a, a tough fought battle. Um, as we're going, Cam, Cam Reddish just got traded to the Portland Trailblazers. 
Um, Cam's moving again. Legend. <laughs> live, live news break on the podcast. Um, this is a cool one right here. Hassan ready to record a sec. Yes, minus 150, 154. Not the juiciest odds in the world, but I have had success with these in the past. Um, most notably, I put a pretty hefty bet on the uh, Kansas City Tampa Bay Super Bowl a couple years back of um, Mr. Shaq, Shaq Barrett getting a sack, and he cashed it for me like first quarter. So, yes, he did. Um, yeah, keep your eye on the sack on the sack on some couple, couple cool ones in there. I like this one. Will there be a fourth quarter comeback? The parameters of this are will the winning team trail at any point during the fourth quarter? Yes, plus 225. Oh, that's interesting. Hassan Reddick to have the most sacks in the game at plus 430. I'm all in on Hassan Reddick right now. There's one that I'm looking for. I've got some inside information. Here we go. Will the opening kickoff be a touchback? No. Plus 124. If you know anything about the balls used in the Super Bowl and the balls used for special teams throughout the entire year, shout out Pat McAfee for disclosing this information here. If you are a kicker, your team manager, equipment manager, whatever you call it, has, I think, 30 minutes before the game to break in the kicking balls. So they can sand them down, they can brush them, they can beat them, they can squish them, they can do whatever they want to to get the ball as worn down and malleable as possible for you to be able to kick that sucker. The Super Bowl ball has never been touched. The opening kickoff ball, because as soon as the kickoff happens, after the play, that ball is taken to Canton and put in the Pro Pro Football Hall of Fame. So this football is one of the worst footballs ever to possibly kick. So will the opening kickoff be a touchback? No, plus 124. I like that a lot. I I love it. Um, I'm looking at some, some very interesting stuff right now. I'm just over here teasing around on some final score prediction. Eagles 31, Chiefs 14. I'm going with it. Say that again? It's kind of a dumb thing. I just said I was just over here messing with uh some some final score predictions. And uh dude, if you predict the score perfectly right, you are cashing. Um if right now, just just for instance, um Eagles thirty one, Chiefs fourteen, five hundred dollars get you hundred and forty five thousand dollars. Ooh. I had to go put some I had to put a dollar on every on like three different scores. Just give it a shot. Hey, never know what could happen. Here you go, boys. 28 of the previous 31 Super Bowl opening kickoffs have been returned. There you go. Now, look, now now we have some factual evidence. I like it. Three touchbacks and 31 opening kickoffs. The only three to result in touchbacks were all kicked indoors. This is a, a convertible stadium. You want to drop Will the roof be open? Are they going to drop the top? As... There's no way. There's no way the roof is closed. No, they're in Vegas. There's going to be fire. No, nah, the roof's the roof's going to be wide open. Um, Tom Cruise be... is going to skydive on the field to start the game. That'd be awesome. 
PC. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, I don't know how I feel about this, but I mean, I'll, I'll keep that one to myself. I'm not really a big fan. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is going to be a lot of fun. And if, if you're somebody in the betting world right now, just go on there and explore. There's yeah, so much stuff to explore. There's a million different bets out there for Super Bowl. They do like whole, totally top-notch things. Um, I mean, you can get each each team to score two plus touchdowns in each half. Yes, for plus twelve hundred, which is intriguing. Um, or you can just get each team to score one plus touchdown each half. Um, at minus one sixteen, if you just want, that's like betting a spread in a game. So, I mean, one one touchdown a half for each team seems you know like a pretty pretty logical thing that could happen. Yeah, I mean, you we could do this all day. That's what I'm saying. It, it's it's impossible. I'm sitting here scrolling. I feel like I've only seen three percent of the bets, and it's like, oh my lord, holy, holy guacamole! While we're looking at bets, I, I feel obligated to mention that if you are somebody that enjoys making money, um, feel free to uh, go ahead and place the lock of the century here on the Super Bowl 2024 winner. You can get the Atlanta Falcons at plus seventy five hundred. Plus seventy five hundred. Yes. Honestly, I'll take it. I like it. I like it a lot. Look now, now we have some 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 super bets. We are balling out. I'm a little 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 golf boost right now on on Fanduel. Look, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, and Colin Morikawa to each make the cut. It was a minus one twenty five at plus one thirty. Feed me, feed me. I love it. Those guys are all studs. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about the betting side of things right now, Kenny. All right, Jake. Let's quit effing around. All right, this is getting serious. Give me your Super Bowl pick and MVP. Dead serious Super Bowl pick and MVP. Money line. Money line. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, and Jalen Hurts is going to win Super Bowl MVP. Um, cementing himself. Um, this is a guy that is obviously playing in his first, you know, Super Bowl. Um, last year we saw Philadelphia make the playoffs, got clounched by Tampa Bay. This year is a different story. It's a different team. This is a guy that has played in a ton of big games throughout his, you know, his young career in both the NFL and at the college level. Um, I, I don't think this atmosphere is going to scare him one bit. I think that the firepower this team has is is different, in my opinion. Um, I think this team is is at a whole nother. Uh, you know what? We're taking a look, 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 look. Hold up. If you're listening to on the podcast side of things, you can't see anything. We got a live wardrobe change. Wardrobe change live on the podcast. Um, yeah, representing representing my team. My team. I've been a fan since I've been a fan since last Sunday. So, never Cincinnati got knocked out. 
Well, in true Peach State tailgate fashion, I'm going to be taking the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. Okay. Okay. No, no, um, no, no, no. That is respectable. That is a very respectable pick. You know, I just want to totally like put one old school Allen Iverson got the oversized hat. Now I got the you know I can wear this backwards this, this big. You know he's ready. He's ready. ready we full on Philly style. You know I said AI. We talking about Philly right here, baby. Um, but not nah, birds got to stick together. Dirty birds can't do it. Um, there's not very many other birds out there dirtier than Philadelphia. Um, we've seen those fans before. They're insane. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun one. I I ain't gonna knock you for picking Kansas City. Um. It's uh there there are a plethora is a plethora of Chiefs gear in this house. I could go raid my wife's closet, get a Patrick Mahomes jersey, get a Travis Kelsey for president shirt right now. Unfortunately, I am about a foot taller and 120 pounds heavier than my wife. So I do not think that anybody would enjoy seeing that wardrobe change, but I am representing the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. And uh, my money is where my mouth is. I am on the Chiefs. Bet money line? I did not bet money line. Um, I, think I, last, I, I think I mentioned it last week, but um, I. So when the line originally came out, um, it was Chiefs minus two and a half. Okay. They put Pat, Juju, McColl, and Tony on the injured list immediately, and the line moved in about 10 minutes to. Philly minus two and a half. So I hopped on Chiefs plus two and a half as soon as I saw it. Um, and it, I think it, it's sitting at one and a half. It's not going to move. We're dead even at one and a half right here. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very glad I got in my plus two and a half when I did. There is an overwhelming uh, amount of money and the amount of bets on Philadelphia. At 75% of the money and 70% of the bets are on the Eagles. Hey, smart people. I would also like to mention that those numbers are a little bit skewed because about 60 days ago, Philadelphia legalized mobile sports betting. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's hot right now. It's a it's a popular yeah. commodity. Um, and I, I want and to I, mention on myself right now, I bet if you're watching on the YouTube side of things, I look like one of the biggest bandwagon fans you have ever seen in your life because I am currently rep, repping a LeBron James Lakers shirt with a Jalen Hurts Philadelphia Eagles jersey over the top. So... <laughs> we are on a whole nother level right now. He's gonna go get his Dodgers hat out of the closet in the middle. No, 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 no. Baseball is the one sport I will not rep anything from a different team. Um I will rep uh NFL and NBA of my players I like. Um before I get off the topic of LeBron James, we're a sports podcast, so it, it just feels right to mention LeBron James is now the NBA's all time scoring leader. Um had to throw that out there on the podcast. Wanna do it whenever we first started, but I forgot. And now that we're here, um, got got to throw it out there. My goat. Shout out LeBron. Shout out the undisputed scoring title. Yeah, hey, there's only one person in NBA history that has the most points, and his name's LeBron James. That is a fact. What's the most What's the most important stat in basketball? Points. Whichever one Trey Young's leading in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now Trey Young, Trey Young, a different story. I'm over my Trey Young jersey next week, so I can kind of revive myself. Um, I know Jake's talking about not ripping another MLB team's colors. I know he got a Los Angeles Angels Julio Tehran jersey in there somewhere. Hey, I will rep that with pride if I had one. 
Me too. I would rep anything Mr. Julio Tyron has ever supported in his lifetime. My goat. Give me a sick Tyler Flowers throwback White Sox jersey, and I'm in there. Oh, I'm in there like so whimware, son. Yeah, yeah, we can go on top praise all day, man. I'm so excited. We have, what, pitchers and catchers report this month coming really, really quick. I've seen Joe Jimenez all already down there slinging, slinging strikes in the strike zone, looking good, um, getting warmed up. World Baseball Classic is coming around, too. I know everybody can get excited about the World Baseball Classic. Get you a little bit more competitive baseball before Major Leagues comes on, which is exciting. Wish that the Braves had a little bit more representation out there. I don't think we're having anybody that's going to participate. Jimenez was rumored to be participating, but he is not. And it just feels remorsed to me. that. Um, and this is nothing against Mr. Nolan Arenado, but something about him does not seem like he is. <laughs> I don't know what his nationality is, okay? Uh I think he's born here. I think he's a California guy, but uh, I, I'm assuming that his descent is something other than that. You're trying to tell me that if we had Austin Riley at third base repping Team USA, there's a name a better third baseman. There's two guys out there that I would say that would rep the USA jersey at third base, and uh, one of them is a Houston Astro that maybe a lot of people aren't fans of. But when I think about USA baseball in my head, I'm thinking about Austin Riley and I'm thinking about Alex Bregman. So <laughs> they're American. It just feels like. You know, Nolan Arenado would be like team, I don't know, like Israel or something like that. He just, I don't know. I don't know what his nationality is, really. I think he is uh, somewhat Hispanic, but, you know, he's U.S., so go him. It just feels sad that Austin Riley is not in World Baseball Classic. He just seems like the perfect guy to be repping Team USA. Oh, I agree. Austin Riley, him is not many more American names that you could think of than Austin Riley. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, uh, Cunha would have been electric if he got to play with Venezuela, but it's probably a good thing that he's not playing. Um, obviously, come up for Acuna? No, they're not letting him play, I thought. I think they just gave him permission like two hours ago. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. They said they're going to be monitoring him closely. Yep, three hours ago, Ronald Acuna Jr. to participate in World... Oh, my gosh. I am okay. I'm excited about the World Baseball Classic. Now, I, I'm buying a Venezuela jersey. I am buying. I thought, were, I thought you were just talking Americans. That's why I didn't say anything. No, I, I was talking about everybody. I did not know Acuna got cleared to play. I thought they were holding him out of it. I thought they were too, but they said they're going to let him play and they're going to just monitor him. Oh my gosh. Things just got exciting for the World Baseball Classic for Braves fans because there's one guy that you want to see play in something like this and represent their country. It's probably Ronald. <laughs> 100%. I love I love the United States. But if if Ronnie comes up there against us and he just hits an absolute mammo tank and does like a backflip while running second base or some extra stuff like he's probably going to do, um it's going to be electric. It's going to be so much fun. World Baseball Classic time is always fun. Like there's so many memorable moments. When is it? Adam Jones robbing Manny Machado when they played on the same Baltimore Orioles team. Machado was playing for Venezuela and Adam Jones is playing for Team USA. I don't know when it starts off. That's March 7th. March 7th. Okay, so we have about a month. So it's it's right in the middle of spring training, so we will not be seeing much Ronnie this spring, but that's okay. Because we will be getting him on the World Baseball Classic level. I don't think he's a guy that really needs too many more reps practice-wise. So no. get him in-game reps, I don't mind. I like it. Um... Yeah, I, I I don't really have anything else, Kenny. We're kind of going off the rails a little bit. We did say it's going to be a little bit of a shorter one. We're right in an hour, so not really too bad. Just, just under. 
Yeah, man. It was a good episode. I, I'm, I'm pumped for the Super Bowl. I'm pumped for a lot of things right now, but obviously the Super Bowl is what's consuming the national media. And uh, rightfully so, man. Biggest game of the year, biggest sporting event of the year, and the, you know, the biggest honor in professional sports is winning a Super Bowl. And uh, we got very, very clearly the two best teams in the NFL squaring off of this thing, which is super exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I hope everybody, you know, enjoys the time with your family. Um, don't drink and drive, people. That's a, a good thing to say on Super Bowl night. <laughs> don't get yourself in trouble. Don't do anything stupid. Don't kill yourself or kill anybody else. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but have fun. It's it's always a fun night. Hate that it's on a Sunday, though. I hate any major. I mean, it makes sense. It's obviously, you know, Sunday's NFL's day. Um, I always had the argument with college football and their college football national championship that it played on a Monday night whenever Saturday's the day of college football. And the main reason behind that is because I have to get up really early for work the next morning. And it's the same case for Super Bowl, but I always have a dedication where I'm just going to be tired the next day. Just yep. accept the fact. That's all you got to do. Accept the fact. Just, just roll with it. Hey, it'll buff. go to work. Take yourself a good nap when you get home on Monday. You know, lay in bed, turn on some Super Bowl highlights, get a little recap in, a little relive moment. Just enjoy it, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'll go ahead and get my little wrap-up out the way. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, watching to the podcast. Um, watching, listening to the podcast, whatever the hell I just said. Uh, you're watching us on YouTube right now. Check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you missed anything, you can go check us out there. Um, episode is always live the next day. Um, and if you listen to us on the podcast, hey, go check out our beautiful faces. You'll see me rocking, rocking a uh, LeBron James shirt and a Jalen Hurst jersey currently. And Kenny's just balling out with the Cooney jersey in the background. Um, we have Sir. a lot of fun things. Um, we always do the live a little bit earlier on YouTube just to make sure everything's working well. And you'll see me showing off sports cars to Kenny, or we'll be talking junk about other random stuff like TV shows and stuff. So, hey, just check us out anywhere you find us. Um, look up Peach State Tailgate, and you'll find us almost anywhere. Kenny, pass the baton to you. Thank you guys so much. See ya. Thank y'all so much for checking us out. Be sure to tune in next week. We'll hop back in this thing. Probably talk a lot of baseball moving forward, which I'm very excited about. Oh, yes, sir. Get, get our Super Bowl reactions. We'll either be celebrating or just absolutely sad because all of our bets missed, which, you know, honestly, it seems like an alternate reality because it's not going to happen. We're going to hit every bet. We're going to come out of this thing 40-0, regardless of how many bets you put on this thing, Jake. So uh, I feel good about it. Hopefully y'all uh, follow along with us. Tune in. Have a great Super Bowl Sunday, guys. Have you a couple ice cold beers, ice cold Miller Lite, ice cold Bud Light, ice cold whatever you pick. If it's cold, you can drink it, but turn in your keys. That's a key thing. Yeah. Key thing. Keystone. A little Keystone Light. What? A Keystone Light. What? <laughs> All right. Is that it? That's it for me. All right. Bye, guys.